The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonds at Dan Menzel back with you again. It's uh, been a beautiful day today, Menz. How are you going? I'm going well, Bonds. It has been a beautiful day. Uh, last night when I finished the show, I went home and we spoke about this off-air. Survivor was back on, married at first sight, Australian Idol. You're not a fan of any of them, are you? Oh, I was once. <laughs> I'm over it. Fair enough. I like Survivor. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're all back because the sport is seemingly done. Well, no, not really. No, it's in that little period. Little, Big Bash yes. is finished. Australian Open's finished. Best AFL hasn't finished. started back up. Yeah, AFL hasn't started. Yeah, yep. no, you're right. There is a little bit of a, a, a lull before we get into the real good stuff. Um, we are here, and you can be part of the show as well. Just quality home improvements. The open line is one 736 736 or text in 0427 154 one a double six and men's as we mentioned last night we have a couple of double passes to the women's ODI game between Australia and South Africa at the beautiful Adelaide Oval Saturday night. Um, thanks to Budget Car and Truck Rental, get to the good stuff with Budget Car and Truck Rental. All you need to do give us a call or text in, and we will select uh, someone to go to the cricket on Saturday. Yeah, which will be a great day. So text us in or give us a call. And uh, mm. we've got a little topic. And I mentioned that the window in between the cricket and the tennis yes. and the AFL starting. Well, we're only three weeks away from the match simulations. And then yes. uh, the following weekend will be the AFL Community Series uh, for the AFL. So it got me thinking. And I put a question out there to our listeners. We're going to discuss it in a second. Over the last nine years in the AFL... A team has come from outside the eight to finish in the top four every season since 2014. Correct. So who is this year's team to come from outside of the top eight and finish in the top four? Bonds, I'll give you the teams and where they finished outside of, and then we can have a little chat and everyone at home can text us in who they think. The Bulldogs finished ninth last year. The Crows, 10th. Essendon, 11th. Geelong, 12th. Richmond, 13th. Fremantle, 14th. Gold Coast, 15th. Hawthorne 16th, the Kangaroo 17th, and West Coast finished in 18th. Uh, this is a good topic, men's. Uh, it's an excellent hot topic for our uh, local tyre power, hot summer sale. Get four for the price of three on Kumo tyres. Tyre power helping you drive safe this summer. Uh, it's a really good question. I look, Obviously, Hawthorne are the team. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, JJ's come out and said that Adelaide will be the team that jumps into the top four. Yeah, he's got him finishing fourth. Which do you agree is... with that? No, I do not agree no, with that. No, me either. Um, but uh, text us in on 0427-154-166, who you think will make the top four from outside of the top eight. Now, every year you look at it and go, none of them will make it, but every year one team does Yes, for the last 10 years. So let's go through. The Bulldogs finish ninth. I mean, they every single year should be making the well, top you were really hot on them last I year. I had them finishing third last That's year. That's right. Their season last year was so disappointing. Yeah. To miss the finals the way they did, the talent that they had, they couldn't get that forward line right with their key position players. Sam Darcy apparently is lighting up the track at the moment. So are the they Bulldogs. the ones for you? I think they are the ones for me. Uh, the question, the challenge they're going to have is Darcy's lighting up the track in the forward line. 
They've got Jamara Eugle Hagen playing in the forward line. Aaron Norton is a key forward. I don't care what anyone says. He plays in the forward line. Where does Rory Lobb go? There's a lot of key position players for the Bulldogs. We know that their midfield is good. And Bevo, just keep the bond inside all game. Keep Libber in there. Keep their best mids in there. And their back line is holding up. So I think their best should definitely be playing finals. And they are my team that will jump into the Too top Too top four. heavy in the forward line? Well, they can't play them all. So no. they have to work out. And maybe one of them playing in the VFL every week, which so it should be if that's the case. Because they don't need a ruck. No, they don't. Well, Tim English has had a couple of injury issues Mate, and yeah, missed a, yeah. concussion uh, issues and missed a fair bit of preseason so far. You yeah. hope he'll be right for round one. Yes. But um, it's nice to have him as a backup ruck. But, yeah, I think the Bulldogs are the obvious one for mine. So the Crows who finished in 10th, I think that they're going to be much better next year, but it's not easy to make the top eight, let alone the top four. So the top eight for mine for the Crows is the goal and the expectation. I agree. I'm not sure they'll jump up into the top four. Yeah, I can't see them making the top four either. Essendon, I do not see making the top four, let alone the top eight next season. Agreed. I still just think their list is young, and look, Brad Scott's going to do some good things there, but it's going to take time. Geelong is an interesting one. Teams that win a flag, drop off the next year, can they bounce back? Well, they've still got a very good team, but a lot of aging players have said this forever about Geelong. I think top eight is the hope for Geelong, but I'm not sure they'll jump up to the top. They lost their heart when Selwood retired. Yeah, that hurts. You just don't replace your heart. People are out on Richmond. You can't have a heart transplant (laughs) and, and expect to recover. Yep. within a couple of years. I think it's a fair point. Now, they do play at GMHBA, so they win enough games yes. at home again. Yes. And so they should definitely be contending for the top eight. People aren't big on Richmond, so not many would have them even in the top eight. Fremantle was the one for mine. I think they could finish anywhere on the table. They could finish second on the table. They could finish second last. And so they're another one that, look, Texas in an 0427-154-166. You might get that double pass to the women's ODI between Australia and South Africa on Saturday at the Adelaide Oval. Where will Fremantle finish? Bonds, where do you think they'll finish? Uh, not in the eight. Okay. I, 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 something's not right at Frio. Again, yep. they should have they made the eight last year. Yep. They were, they were ready to go, both them and the Bulldogs. Well, their list is primed now, yes. isn't it? With their young midfielders, yes. their young core that are they're starting to play some really good footy. The Gold Coast finished 15th. People are bullish on the Suns with Damien Harbick up there. It's a long way to jump from 15th up to the top four. Yeah, it is. Uh, Andy's text in. He's an Adelaide man. <laughs> he thinks Adelaide top four. Well, that's Andy Hood. That is. Shout out to Andy Hoodie. Hood. Uh, look, the Crows could. There's certainly no doubt they could because their percentage last year was over 115. They should have played finals last yep. year. Um, we won't bring up the goalpost, but uh, it didn't work out for the Crows, but they're going to be thereabouts. We know that. Uh, your Hawks, they're not going to finish in the top four. No, they're not. And we know that North Melbourne and West Coast won't either. So uh, the Bulldogs for mine, who for you? I think I think the Bulldogs are the team as well. They should, Like you said, last year I was with you. You were confident they were going to have a good season. Um, so was I. Free, Sammy just let us know. Freo is the fourth youngest list in the AFL. Yep. In season 2024. In now, 2024. it's why I actually had them missing the top eight last year because I still yeah. think they're ahead of time. And I think they might be ahead of time. It's a really good point that Sammy's let us know that they've played the second least games out of any list. So mm. they're still a very. So maybe they're not quite ready. They're still a very inexperienced list. However, there seems to be a lot of pressure on Justin Longmuir and Fremantle if they don't perform this season. Let's uh, let's maybe just have a chat about that. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Who is the coach of the teams that are out of the eight 
that's under the most pressure? Well, I think there's a couple that stand out. Luke Beveridge, without a doubt. That team should be playing finals. And if they don't do it again next season, then um, there has to be real pressure on what's happening to the Bulldogs. There's been some changes already, but he, for mine, and the Bulldogs are under as much pressure as anyone. Fremantle and Longmuir, they have a list that people believe should contend. But the other team in Perth, I think there's pressure there as well, even though there's no expectation. Adam Simpson with West Coast. They can't They can't have... 500-point losses again. Well, that's that's what I think. If they have some, like, a run of big losses, and mate, like you said, maybe five 100-point-plus losses, the pressure definitely comes. And it might come from himself. Yep. He might look in the mirror and go, yep. Yep. It's time. yeah, it's time. Yep. It's, this isn't working. I need to step away and let someone else do it. Is there pressure on Matthew Nix at Adelaide? Um, if they don't make the finals this year. There'll be pressure from the fans. I don't know if there'll be pressure from the club, but I think Adelaide will make the eight. Yeah. So unless unless there's injuries. So you look at their list and if, for example, if Taylor Walker goes down, that's a massive hole. If they lose Dawson or Laird for any amount of time, big holes to fill. So I, I don't think, yeah, there's a, some young players behind there, but they're not ready yet. No, that's a fair point. Uh, and so... There is high expect. There hasn't been high expectations on the Crows no. over the last three or four years. There is this season. So, how do they handle that pressure? How do they go away from home, which we know was not strong for them last season? Tom's texted us in as well and said it's got to be the Bulldogs. They've cost Bontempelli a Brownlow medal on two occasions by not making finals, which is is very true. He he's probably should have won at least one Brownlow medal by now, Marcus Bontempelli, but they can't seem to win enough games. For him to be able to do that. That's cost him votes, hasn't it? It really has. He Remember a few years back, he was leading the count and they finished the season dismally and he didn't get any votes. The same last year. He could have easily won it again. He's been there about. So the Bulldogs, again, I think for mine are the one. A lot of people will probably agree that Adelaide maybe is the other one that can really catapult up the ladder. Jeff has texted in as well. Crows can cover the loss of Laird, but not Tex or Dawson. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting point in terms of they might have a few more midfielders. I mean, their sample team was very good through their midfield ranks last year. Mm. Um, can Fogarty, can Thilthorpe really step up if Tex isn't there? Uh, th- that's the question mark. Yep. The, the watch will be on uh, Riley Thilthorpe to see whether he can take another step forward in, in his young career. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting watch, the Crows. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy watching them this year. Speaking of injuries, you hope that... Teams don't get any and, and many over the preseason. But Wayne Miller is, unfortunately, another hamstring. A couple of weeks sidelined with that. So he hasn't had a great run with injuries over no. the last few years. And we certainly haven't seen his best footy. Crows fans will be hoping that it's only a couple of weeks. He can get himself right for the rest of the preseason and get himself right Good for the Good second half of the year he had last year. Yep, he yeah, he did. He was excellent. Um so don't forget, double pass to see the women's ODI on Saturday at the Adelaide Oval. We've got a couple of passes to give away. So text in just like we've uh, been receiving them so far. Australia taking on South Africa. And we've got a couple of double passes to give away. Uh, we are here for Toolkit Depot. True or false is coming up. Everything you need to, to get back to work. Tools, equipment, safety gear, workwear, in-store, online. That's uh, our good friends at Toolkit Depot. DJ Vasilovic, the man who just signed a three-year deal with the Adelaide 36ers. He'll be on the show thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Men's, you've got your All-American Sports Update 
uh, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Yeah, I held off yesterday in talking about the NFL matches, which were enthralling games. And we have two teams that are now in the Super Bowl in a fortnight's time. So we will break that down around about half an hour's time. We will. And your calls and texts on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line. Give us a call, 1300 736 736, or text in 0427 154 166. Back on the other side of this. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Bonds and men's with you. Hope you're having a great day. And we're here thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. You can give us a call, 1300 736 736, or text in on 0427 154 166. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Double passes up for grabs for the women's ODI between Australia and South Africa on Saturday at the Adelaide Oval for budget car and truck rental. Moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable, 132727, budget car and truck rental. Uh, text in. And we before um, men's just before we were texting in who is the team that finished out of the AFL eight that's going to jump into the top four next year? It's happened every year for the last nine seasons, so it's going to happen again. Yeah, amazing. At the very least, they're going to finish fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play true or false. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. True or false is for the all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, the major partner of the Australian Open. Now, uh, true or false works easy. You say a statement, men's, and I say whether it's true or false or vice versa. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I will go first. Okay. Australia will win every game in the upcoming ODI and T20 series against West Indies. There is three of each, six games all up. That is false. I think the Windies will claim at least one. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hard to win all six games. No, it's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Okay. um, 70 is the new 50 in the NBA, men's. Ah, we're talking points. I was going to points. say age. I mean, LeBron's getting on, but he's not that old. But nah, yeah, that is true. It's We're starting to see it happen a lot more. Uh, and I just feel like defense is almost allowing some, it to. Play some D, guys. Yeah, they're allowing it to happen more. I mean, w- go out and watch the Indiana Pacers play at the moment. The average score in their games is 135 each team. Yeah. We're going to see a lot more players scoring close to 70 if that happens. And that's the way of the future. Heading forward, uh, Bonds, the Adelaide Giants bats should come out swinging like they did last week in the semi-final series, rather than play tactical baseball this week in the championship series. Uh, agree, one hundred percent. Swing away, boys. Why? Because they are the most talented lineup in the in the ABL. Exactly that. The most potent offense. It, they didn't True. work last week. It surely will this week. Men's Charlie Dixon will be Port's leading goal kicker this season. Oh, that's a great true or false question. Uh, I am going to say false, and I think it's an easier answer. It's a safe answer for me to say false because that would mean that there's I can take the field and he probably won't play 18 or I more I think that's games. the issue. Yes. If he stays fit, yes, he'll probably win the goal kicking, but if he doesn't, there's a, there's a lot of guys. Marshall could win it. Yep. There's, I'm going to go false there. 
and play the percentages on okay. that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bonds, Taylor Swift will perform at the Super Bowl. That is false. Okay. Uh, Usher will do the halftime and she'll just sit up in the box. She and... won't take the cameo, which the NFL will ask no. her to No, cool. they'll ask her to, but I, I think she'll decline yep. because it's not her day. Exactly that. Um, after signing DJ Vasilovic for three years, Isaac Humphreys is the next player that should be locked in for three years for the Adelaide 36ers. Yeah, that's true. If you can lock up a couple of your key components of the side, then you can go and get imports and they know what you've already got. They know the pieces that will be around them and you can start to really sell a championship winning roster to imports. So I agree. Get that done. 36ers. Bonds, while I'm on the Super Bowl, two weeks in between... The prelim and grand final in the AFL or the cha- the conference championships and the Super Bowl is the way to go. That's what they do in the NFL. They don't play the prelim into the grand final the next week. They have two weeks in between the games we saw yesterday and the Super Bowl, which just allows them to drag it out a little bit more. They, they play their pro bowl in between, but it just really builds up the hype for a little bit longer. It's false. Don't like the gap. Don't like the pre. Get like, into it, you reckon? The, yeah, get straight into it. It's a season of attrition. I was going to say, as a player, you, you yeah. would like the two weeks because yeah, you, you are would. fresh and ready to go come Super Bowl day. But uh, no, I think, and they've always done it that way they over have. there. I think just no, play them. Um, we spoke about this in the first segment, but here's your question. Luke Beveridge will be the next coach of the Frio Dockers. <sighs> um, I think it's false. I think they will stick with Longmuir. I think they will be better than they were last season, Fremantle. So I don't believe that will be the case. I do think Beveridge is under enormous pressure. If the Bulldogs don't make finals this year, he he should not be coaching them next season with that list and that talent yep. they have. Uh, Bonds, the strikers need to go and get an overseas keeper batter for the coming That's season. true. Would love to see it. Go get I a big name. Go get Josh, Josh Butler. Yep. Anyone else? Uh, Muhammad Rizwan There's from a Pakistan. Few. Yep. Just go get one. We need it. Phil Salt can keep. Bring him back. He can. Yeah. Men's, true or false, Port and the Crows will both play finals in the Sandful this season. That's false. I think the Crows, list and their younger group coming through, have now played your 30 to 50 Sandful games. I think they will be very strong. Port Adelaide, I think they'll be a bit more inexperienced. Uh, Last one from me, Bonds. Justin Tatum, although he hasn't been coaching the whole year, should be the NBL coach of the season. Oh, False. False. Who? It'll be Dean Vickerman, in my eyes. He's done he's it. the best team, but he's done it. He, yeah, he's done he's still an got incredible a... job, yeah. Tayden, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, Golden North ice cream. Is it the best individual ice cream? False. I think there's a few others. <laughs> Get your business centre court. Support the South Adelaide Netball Club in 23-24. Become a show sponsor now at sanc.com.au DJ Vasilovich coming up for Toolkit Depot everything you need to get back to work men's is all American update thanks to DAZN catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass only on DAZN visit nflgamepass.com and we've got some lost in the wash thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers find your local branch at nutrient.com.au plus your texts on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line 0427-154-166. Back soon. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today. 
Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Thanks to Just Quality Home Improvements, the open lines 1300 736 736 or text in on 0427 154 166. Experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn and roof restoration. Men's, our next guest is brought to us by Panasonic Air Conditioning with Nano EX Air Purification. And he is a very happy man because he has just signed a new three-year deal with the Adelaide 36ers. DJ Vasilovich, welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Look, congratulations firstly on signing the new deal. What was the main reason you wanted to stay in Adelaide? Uh, The main reason is just I felt really wanted and welcomed when I first stepped foot here in Adelaide and everyone's kind of treated me a lot better than I've been treated in the past and we're kind of playing some great basketball right now and I'm actually having a lot of fun so it was a no-brainer. Yeah, DJ, you you are personally playing some great basketball and so is the team. So the question I have is, is playoffs still a reality for the 36ers this season? Um, I think it is. Obviously, we've got to win out all four games and kind of allow a few other games from other teams to drop our way. But again, I think there is hope. we just got to take it a game at a time, honestly. And obviously, if we drop a few, then you know that can go out the door. So we still have a lot of hope in the playing group, that's for sure. That's a great mindset to have. So just on the last six games in particular, your team hasn't scored less than 88 points. It must be nice and there must be a bit of freedom in the way that the team is playing at the moment. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think Scotty Ninnis, since he's taken over, has simplified it a lot, has given kind of people the freedom to do, you know, a bit more. And kind of you've seen the best out of Isaac Humphreys that I've probably seen in a long time. You're seeing Trey Cowell probably play the best basketball. And obviously, I'm having a pretty good year as well. So Scotty's done a real good job allowing us to play freely. DJ, a lot of people know you as Australian and, and you play junior basketball for Australia as well, but you're actually born in Calgary in Canada and then moved to Melbourne when you were six with the family. Was basketball always your first sport? No, actually it wasn't. I uh, I grew up playing kind of the soccer and cricket and tried to do a bit of AFL, but it was actually my sister, she's she's the, the youngest, uh, kind of convinced me and the fam to, to switch to basketball and I've never looked back. And you played your college ball at Miami. What's the what for people that don't know a lot about college ball? What's I guess the comparison between playing college ball and playing in the NBL? Um, I think college basketball is a level below um, in some in some leagues in college. But I think the the, the conference I was in, the ACC, was probably the toughest conference. Yeah. Um, so that was like with Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, obviously Miami as well. So. Every night we were playing against NBA talent and, yeah, it just kind of made me a better player and you know, I was able to transition from college to the NBL uh, pretty easily. And so just on to, you mentioned Scotty Innes and what he's got the group doing at the moment. Do you think that he deserves, if he wants at the coaching gig next season, should be his? I believe so. I think giving Scotty another year uh, would probably be a great opportunity for him and I would back him 100%, obviously, if we have a full preseason, we go to the NBL Blitz and give him a full NBL season to see what we can do. I for sure give him all my support. That's for sure. Is it is it right that you went to Grant Kelly and Nick Barbado, the CEO, and just said uh, he's the man for next year? We should hang on to him. I didn't directly go to him, but <laughs> I did. Men- I did mention it. To, I mean, I don't make the decisions with the coaches and not. whatnot, but I, but I think he's allowed Isaac to be probably the better version of himself and likewise to me. So 
it's a no-brainer to keep someone around like that, especially when he's a legend of the club. Uh, you mentioned Isaac. And do you think you signing a three-year deal, does that give the rest of the playing group a bit of confidence to stay around? Do you think? And do you think that Isaac is the next important piece the Sixers need to sign? Well, I, I think Isaac is definitely the next important piece. I think Isaac's more important than the next head coach we sign, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, I think if we can kind of establish a core group of guys like myself, we have Nick Marshall, Jason Kadee, if we can get Isaac Humphries, if we can get uh, Kyron Galloway, and maybe one more local piece, then I think we'll be you know, set very well. And then we go out and get three great imports for next season. And, you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And you've been part of a winning team here in the NBL with the Sydney Kings. It is, is it as simple as those players that you've mentioned, getting them in and try to develop something? Or is it as much as you need a really good culture, you need a good coaching staff? What, what are the pieces that the 36ers need, I guess, for this season, but in particular for next year? Um, obviously, if we can keep Scotty around, that would be you know big. I think Scotty and, and the, the assistant coaches bring a great culture. Um, obviously, with the core group, we can establish the culture and keep growing. And then you got to get three great imports that actually fit that culture. You can't just go get out, go out there and get three names from you know nowhere, and they don't fit. Next thing you know, they're getting fired and whatnot. So it also comes down to personnel and who you recruit, who you recruit to be in the group as well. That's a good point. You, you take on your former team this Friday night, the Sydney Kings, 7 o'clock here in Adelaide, a team that is completely up and down at the moment, to be honest. They knocked off Melbourne United on the weekend. They've been really poor before that. What side do you think we're going to get this Friday night from the Sydney Kings? Honestly, I'm not too worried. Uh, whatever side they decide to bring in, um, that's their problem. Again, we have to focus on ourselves and try and make that play in, honestly. So that's just really my main focus. Yeah, we got their number, DJ. Don't worry about that. Um, now, I, I just want to ask you, uh, you know, a lot of you've been playing basketball in Australia for a little while now in college, and you'd have some mates around the NBL. Uh, any mates coming out of contract that you might be able to uh, coerce over to the beautiful town of Adelaide? Yeah, there is quite a few, but I'm going to keep that confidential. Hopefully, I hopefully tried. We can, sw- we, can, we can swing them down in Adelaide and hopefully make some noise for next year. Oh, that's good. Uh, I, I want to ask you about representing Australia as well. Is that a, still a goal for you to play for the Boomers? 100%. I think that's one of the main reasons I actually came back last year. Um, obviously, things didn't work out obviously uh, in America, so I decided to come back here. And obviously, I think I'm proving people that Kind of, I deserve to, you know, be invited to the camp at least for the Boomers and hopefully make that spot. So, again, I don't make that decision. That's up to Brian Gorgian and Basketball in Australia. But I'm hoping I'm proving my point uh, game by game. Now, DJ, we know that you're loving it this season at the 36ers here in Adelaide. But how about the lifestyle in Adelaide? It's a little bit different to living in Sydney. How are you finding it here? Um, it's, it's so chilled. I live by the beach, so <laughs> I'm about to go for a swim after we're done here. So I go to the beach every day, kind of go for a walk by Henley Square, try a different restaurant every day, and then, yeah, there's some good-looking women around too, so you get to meet new people as well. Single man, DJ. You, so, ladies, uh, just keep an eye out for DJ down the beaches. Uh, I wanted to ask you, as a basketballer, the shoes you wear are a big part of how well you play and you've got to have confidence in your shoes. You've got to like your shoes and all basketballers love basketball shoes. What are you currently wearing and are you a collector of shoes? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a big collector of shoes. My, my mum and dad say I've got a, I'm sick and I've got a problem with the amount of, <laughs> the amount of pairs I've got. 
Honestly, I'm rocking the the Steph Curry flow try shoes at the at the minute. I don't really have a favorite shoe. I just rotate from game to game. So it just depends on how I'm feeling on the day and what kind of shoe I like. DJ, you mentioned Steph Curry there. Do you have an NBA team that you support? Uh, don't really have a team. I just like following players and kind of seeing you know how they play. And sometimes the NBA can get a little bit boring. So I'm more of a EuroLeague type of guy, honestly. Nice. Nice. Um, what about a, to get away from basketball, DJ? Is apart from going down the beach and having a look at what's around, <laughs> what else do you do? No, I just honestly just try and hang out with a couple of my teammates. Yeah. You know, I have a few of my friends coming to town here and there. I've actually got one of my boys in town right now, so nice. we just hang out, go shoot some pool, just chill by the beach. Go, as I said, go try different restaurants and just kind of escape my mind away from basketball and relax. DJ, fantastic talking with you. Uh, hopefully we'll catch up uh, with you as well uh, after a game, after you beat the Kings. We might catch you on air again. But uh, thanks for your time. Go well on the weekend. Big game against Tassie coming up as well. So uh, get both the wins and uh, keep pushing for that final spot. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thanks, mate. DJ Vasilovich just signed a three-year deal with the Adelaide 36ers. And we mentioned this last night, men's, but that is a massive signing for the club. It's huge. And the reason it's so big is because he is a marquee player, but he's not an import player, which means that we're still able to sign imports. So when you've got a very good marquee player, we're seeing it from the best teams in the competition that aren't your imports, it's why you're a good side because then you don't only just rely on one or two imports. You've actually then got close to a good starting five, and that's what the 36 have probably lacked in recent yeah. history. And I love the fact that uh, he mentioned that he might have a friend coming to town to uh, to play at the Sixers. Well, we might try and get him here. He might not get them here in the end. But to to build a team around DJ Vasilovich to win a championship, um, I think the Adelaide 36ers have done a very, very well. The other one is he was very much a glowing endorsement for Scott Ninnis yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, you can see it on when they play. You can see the change in attitude. Or the freedom. Their, their freedom, the, they're smiling, they're happy, they're encouraging each other, whether they're sitting on the bench or on court. Um, yeah, Scotty's done a, a fantastic job in that short time he's been at the top. Um, men's time for your All-American update. Curry, long distance. All right, my friend. Let's start with the NFL. We have two teams remaining for the Super Bowl, which is in a fortnight's time. It's February 12th, Monday morning, 10 a.m. here in South Australia, and it will be played between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. A couple of huge games over the weekend, and Bonds, I want to get into each of these games and have a little chat about a few of the real talking points, a few of the real major uh, plays in the game. We'll start with the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs prevailed 17 to 10. Now, this game was in Baltimore. Baltimore was the heavy favorites in this one. They had been so good all season. But a couple of the main points out of this game, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is the real deal. It is. It is. Well, it's held them up all year. And we've, we've talked about this throughout the season as well. Their defense has been is the reason they are where they are, without a doubt. And 
again, when you speak about the Kansas City Chiefs in particular over the last five seasons, it's been all Patrick Mahomes and that offense and how explosive they can be. But the Chiefs defense once again gets the job done for them. They restrict the Baltimore Ravens to 10 points who have been putting up big numbers in recent history and recent weeks. So a really well played game, executed game from the Kansas City Chiefs defense in particular. Baltimore only rushed the ball six times in this game. That screams to me a horrific game plan from their offensive coordinator. You have Lamar Jackson, who is probably the best rushing quarterback in the league, and you've got a couple of decent running backs in Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. They rushed it six times. It, oh, I just couldn't believe it when I saw those stats at the end of the game. I think both the teams that lost on the weekend changed from what they'd been doing all season. Yeah, they did. Detroit, mm. we'll get on to Detroit in a second. Their, their coach uh, stayed true to what he had done and it actually cost him in the end. Mm. But with in particular, the Ravens played a completely different ball game to what they had. Uh, bizarre, to, to be honest, that they did that and went away from what had worked for them. It was strange. In Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey were huge again. They were part of the first drive, and as a result, Kelsey took and made the first catch to get the first touchdown of the game. It set the scene for him. But Zay Flowers, the wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, he made a move, which I hate when players do this, and I feel like it's players that are not established. It's players that shouldn't be doing this. The amount of players that go and lunge for a touchdown and put the ball out when they should not do that because if they get tackled at the one-yard line, yes, they won't get the touchdown on their stat sheet. Correct. But the team will get the touchdown. They would have four players at it. He puts the ball out, and as a result, the Chiefs cornerback, Ladarius Sneed, he actually punched the ball out. It went into the end zone, and as a result, it's a touchback. So no points for Baltimore. It cost them the game. I know he's a young player, but you can't be doing things like that. And and that, in the end, is probably why the Baltimore Ravens aren't in the Super Bowl, which is disappointing off the year they have had. Andy Reid as coach of the Kansas City Chiefs gets it done again. And Patrick Mahomes, he's been around. This is his sixth season. He's going to his fourth Super Bowl. He's won two. He's lost one. His first Super Bowl win was against the San Francisco 49ers. It was. We have a rematch coming. So well done to the Kansas City Chiefs. Really disappointed if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan. What could have been? They, they should be back next year, but it's a bad loss. They're talking redemption uh, about the 49ers it, it, and Kansas City. It, after four years, is it still redemption? Uh, for, for the players that played, yes, it is. But not for a lot of the players. And Brock Purdy, the fans, maybe leading the 49ers. For the fans, definitely, because they haven't been back since. So that is where the redemption will come in. So on to the 49ers and the Lions game. Well, if we, if we mention that the Ravens' loss was a bad loss, the Detroit's Lions' loss was, was worse. They were up 24-7. to 7. At halftime, 17-point lead. Looked like they had the game completely where they wanted it. They ran the ball early on the 49ers, which teams have not been able to do this season. Uh, and they just the 49ers' defense could not stop Detroit. They were going at nine yards a play. That's nearly a first down every single play. They put pressure on Brock Purdy as well. It was a very good game plan from the Detroit Lions. It showed, though, at halftime or going into halftime, what Dan Campbell, the coach of Detroit, was going to do. So 21-7, to they went into halftime. They had the ball. 
he reluctantly decided to kick a field goal instead of going for it on a Correct. fourth down. And I just remember sitting there, and I know so many people did, just kick the field goal. It puts it more than two touchdowns up. And he was like, oh, I'm going to keep him out there. And then you could tell he was told in the headphones, we need to kick the field goal. That's the right yep. play. He chose to go the field goal. He got interviewed at halftime, and you can tell he was – regrettable in going with the field goal. He wanted to go for it, which could have put him up by even more, but more than likely. Well, it ends the game. If they they score. they score a touchdown there, game over. Yeah, correct. However, that puts them more than two touchdowns in front. Hmm. If they don't score a touchdown, they stay two touchdowns in front. And I'm glad you brought that up because what happened in the third quarter was exactly that. He said, no, I'm going for these next two fourth downs because I wish I did it before the half. Didn't get it on either of them, and it cost them the game. So the percentage play was to kick the field goal to get them to a certain amount of points. He didn't do it in the second half, and as a result, it lost them the game. They were down 27 to 24, and they did not go for the field goal when they would have made it to tie the game. He went for the fourth down. He went for the extra play, and they did not get it. And as a result, the Detroit Lions fell short. There were two huge plays in the second half. Brandon Ayu got a 50-yard catch off of a Detroit Lions defender's Hands And the other one was Jamar Gibbs fumbled it. So there was a couple of big plays for the Lions. But there's been a lot of talk about Campbell. He's got them to where they have. So I can't hold anything against him. But if you're a Detroit's Lions player, you'd be going, we're up 24-7. We should be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree 100%. And so it will be the 49ers and the Lions. We'll break it down next week because it's two weeks in between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. So... That will be a great game between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Men's, are you surprised that most of the talk is about whether Taylor Swift can actually make the game? Because <laughs> she's got a concert in Japan the day before. Yep. So she's got her own private jet. Yep. So fly back, watch the game, then fly to Australia because she's got concerts here. No, I'm not surprised. And I think we brought it up the biggest yesterday or potentially last week that she's brought in, they reckon, $331 million of revenue to the <laughs> NFL. Ridiculous. So if I'm the NFL, I'm going to keep riding that. And that's why they are at the moment. Uh, across uh, America in the NBA, a couple of scores from today. The Cavs beat the Clippers. It's a good win because the Clippers, as we've talked about, have been rolling yep. with that quartet that they have. The Celtics, your Celtics beat the Pelicans. The Suns, are they going or are the Suns? They've beat the Heat, who are really struggling of late. The Heat have lost seven games in a row. Yeah, they went on a bit of a roll, but now, yeah, in a bit of a slump. Uh, the Rockets beat the Lakers 135 to 119. Hey, this is a great game between the two best teams currently in the Western Conference. The Timberwolves were too strong for the Oklahoma City Thunder, 107 to 101 to reclaim top spot in the West. And again, and speaking of great games, the Denver Nuggets knocked off the Milwaukee Bucks 113 to 107. So your Celtics still sit on top of the East. The Timberwolves sit on top of the West. A couple of streaks that we've talked about. The New York Knicks have won seven games in a row. They go go right, the Knicks. They made a trade mid-season, and it looks like it might have paid off. The New York Knicks are fourth on the table in the East. The Pacers are starting to roll now. We mentioned Pascal Siakam has gone there. The Clippers, they had a five-game winning streak snapped today. And the Sacramento Kings have won four in a row. So there are a couple of teams to look out for in the back end of the NBA season. But that there, Bonds, is our All-American Sports Update. All thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. And you can be part of the South Adelaide Netball Club. Support the South Adelaide Netball Club in 23-24. Just go to their website and check that out. Uh, Men's, and here's a quick community update for you. Thanks to Firecoat, be alert and prepare this bushfire season. Save 
sorry, stay up to date with bushfire warnings online with the South Australian Country Fire Service. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update is thanks to new Firecoat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions, and it is available at my favourite shop, Bunnings Warehouse. Great shop. Now, Bonds, let's talk about the EPL, the English Premier League. We haven't mentioned this for a few weeks now. It's around about halfway through the season. Um, so my team, Liverpool, mm. are on top of the table. Who do you go for in the EPL? I don't way? really have a team. Like when I was younger, I followed Manchester United, but yep. I don't. I don't really have a team. Is yet. that because they're not going so well now? No, 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 not at all. I just lost interest in the in the EPL. So I could say nobody. It's actually interesting you mentioned that because I feel like the EPL ten years ago in Australia mm. was rather big. Mm. Still, don't get me wrong, and there's plenty of EPL fans out there, and I'm still one of them. But I feel like American sport has almost gone past it. I don't know whether it's the saturation of it, maybe it's the time zones that the NBA is on in the morning that here. Certainly helps. Whereas it's two a.m., yeah. three a.m. It's really hard. The NFL does have some night games as well. But, yeah, I do feel like there's been a slight shift there. So let's get on to the table and have a look at it. So, again, there's 38 games that each team plays throughout the season. Most teams have played 21. So just over the halfway points this season, Liverpool are on top. After 20 on matches played, they're on top with 48 points. Man City sits in second on 43 points. So that's five points behind, but they've played one game less. Arsenal, they did stumble a little bit. They are on 43 points as well after 21 games as well, the same amount as Liverpool. So they're five points back. Aston Villa have been the shock this season. 43 points, five points back. And Angers Tottenham, they're about still. They're on 40 points after 21 games as well. So Question for you, Bonds. Is it as simple as Liverpool's got a five-point lead? They will continue to hold on to this lead and win the EPL in what will be Jurgen Klopp's last season as Liverpool manager. He has announced he's standing down at the end of the season. Yes, that will happen. You think they'll win? Yeah. Uh, What, don't you? No, I don't. I'm oh, a Liverpool really? fan, but no. I, and the reason being is, and I understand what? why yeah. why people might not be aware, but Manchester City, they've got all the money in the world. They do. They're still being investigated whether they'll be docked points like Everton has. But Manchester Sydney, City has two of the superstars in the world, and that is Erlen Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne. Those two players have missed large chunks of this season and yes. are now both back. De Bruyne has only just come back and he got an assist in his first game. I'm worried that with those two players back in and they're only five points behind Liverpool with a game in hand, those guys have missed a large part of the season. When they're back in, they will be almost unstoppable and that's why I think Man City will actually win the title. I hope I'm wrong, but mm. that's why um, I think that Man City... Might prevail, but there is some really good stories in there. And again, we've mentioned Aston Villa. West Ham's been a really good story. Man United down in eighth. Chelsea down in ninth. Um, the Down the bottom end of the table, Sheffield United, looks like they'll be relegated. Burnley's another one. And Luton Town, the team that you almost have to walk through the stands. That's right. And yes. uh, someone's house to actually get into, watch yep. the game. They're currently sitting in 18. So we hope that they can get a few more points so that they don't get relegated and stay alive if in the If you own that house, would you set up like a little sausage sizzle. Oh, an Airbnb, I would for sure. But a sausage, you've got to do something, don't you? It's um, it's an amazing setup. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, type in Luton Town into Google Images and, and they'll show you how how amazing that setup is for a team that is now in the Premier League from the lower divisions. Craziness. Um, men's, well, you've only got a little bit of time left. Do you got anything else yeah, for us? Yeah, just on the Australian Open, we talked about while it was on, uh, if... 
people in the audience need to be quiet because we're seeing now with golf uh, mm-hmm. and even in cricket, people are moving around. We're starting to get a lot more atmosphere. Um, so in tennis, they asked Australian Open boss Craig Tiley whether players actually need to tolerate noise. I, I love the comment on quiet, please, because uh, it's, it's synonymous with tennis, but it's not synonymous with fan enjoyment. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we did trial something else this year that was more freer movement in and out of the stadium. We got great feedback from the fans. The players didn't like it as much at the beginning of the event, but by the time we got to the end of the event, no one even noticed it. And it's like everything with change is that you've just got to go on the journey of change and you've got to accept the fact that at the beginning of it, there's going to be some difficulty, but once it gets to be accepted, it becomes a new norm. I think there's going to be events. So there you go, Craig Tiley there. He did. He, he mentioned at the start that he thinks players started to adjust and people didn't realise this is still going to be a talking point in the future, I think, and tennis players are going to have to accept there's going to be crowd noise going forward. you got a day off tomorrow? I do have a have day fun. off. Have fun. Heading down to Kurong. You have a great day as well. Jason Gillespie will be in with us tomorrow. This has been the summer edition, summer edition of Sports ASA. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.